0: hello and welcome to the untranslatable podcast we are here recording episode number 48 uh today we will be talking about christmas markets in europe i'm not really sure if there are christmas markets in other places there might be but at least my research has been on europe um so we're looking forward to talking about some of the uh, different things you can see and enjoy at christmas markets um I will be definitely discussing a little bit about Czech Republic and Austria and a little bit about Germany. I'm also curious to see what my amazing co-host, my buddy Jared, has to say. What's going on, Jared?
1: Hello. Well, f- first of all, I can say there are Christmas markets in America, too. So. Oh, that's true. That not just true. Europe. I went to one yesterday in uh, Philadelphia, and it was, uh, well, well, it was, you know, we'll get to it. <laughs> uh, but first, I'm not going to forget it this time. Please <laughs> follow us on Twitter, untranslatable1. Uh, follow us on Instagram, untran- untranslatablepodcast. Or email us, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Tell us uh, uh, your untransla- untranslatables. Something, some things you love about Christmas, some things, or not even just Christmas, the, this time of season, because not everyone celebrates Christmas. Sometimes I feel like I'd be happy to give up Christmas. I'm like it's like you know I, I, it's nice but I i it, it's That's a controversial statement right stressful. there I feel like It's also kind of stressful. That's true. What's stressful about it Jared? Um gift giving is stressful to me. Um it requires usually requires travel cuz I have to go to Louisiana. So just the the process of traveling around the holiday season is always more, you know, just more of everything, more people around. And these days I'm always like, ah oh, man, I don't want this trip to go viral. Like you're always looking at someone, <laughs> you're like, oh my god, I don't want this trip to go viral. I just want to go home. <laughs> right, that's fair. <sighs> you mentioned gift gift giving, but I think <laughs>
0: gift receiving can also sometimes be a little stressful. How so? Because because if you if you get a gift and someone's really excited to give you that gift, but you're not oh, at the yeah. equal level of excitement, yeah, yeah. that can be kind of disappointing, you know. But I feel um, like yeah because you don't want to be ungrateful for getting gifts, right. but at the same time, like if it's an ugly sweater that's really itchy and you're never gonna wear it, it's kind of like, well,
1: I uh, uh, thank. And you know the feeling of wanting someone to like a gift too, because that I- that in itself yeah. just giving oh, it yeah. and be like, God, I hope they like this. That that is really what gets me. Where it's like I don't know what these. Like for example, even like my my parents or my sister, who I know well enough, but I don't talk to them enough to know what they're into these like into these days. It's like I, like I don't I don't know what, what uh, I mean, oh my sister's in grad school. What what would be a good gift for someone in grad school? Pencils?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well it depends on Mechanical? it depends on if your if your
0: sister is a, is a well. pencil note taker or not. I was always using my laptop yeah. in classes. So pens and pencils wouldn't have been good. Honestly a MacBook Pro? Um, Yes, MacBook Pro would be great if you're trying to <laughs> the drop the go. big bucks. Uh, Merry Christmas! I couldn't
1: think of anything else.
0: I I would say though an Amazon gift card um, is always a good choice for somebody in grad school because a lot of books for grad school yeah. are going to be on Amazon. Other school she supplies if they pencils. do need school supplies. I don't know supplies. her brand. That's see exactly. She might be a Ticonderoga gal. I have she might, a pack like, other tic- types ticonderogas. of Ticonderogas.
1: They're great because I uh, I you know for the piano stuff. Uh, oh nice! I, I love them. They're great. But yeah. Amazon I don't know cards why, but are good, but I, I always feel yeah. I always it, it's it's always a little weird giving like a family member a gift card. I don't know why. That's true. I, I can do it for like a cousin or like an aunt or uncle, but I don't know. Right. Maybe that's just me. I haven't tried it, so maybe no, I should I just try yeah. it. I feel yeah. I feel like the like I feel like I should the know pro... them better than that, but I don't. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: And the the pros and cons about a gift card is they have the freedom to get whatever they exactly. want. Exactly. But it's also not quite as personal as if you were to go and pick something out right. for them. So I, I get what you're
1: saying. Right. Um, I have kind of a formula. Here? Everyone rather right. just get what they want. Right. That's true. Also, my that's sister true. just got married. I gave her way more money than I think I should have. <laughs> nice. Well, you're just a good brother. I don't know who I was trying to flex to, but it, it didn't work. Weird, weird flex, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great.
0: That's great. I do have a formula, though, for at least for my parents. For my dad, I always try to get him something art or music-related because he really enjoys both of That's those things. That's what I do for my
1: sister, usually, something music-related.
0: Yep. And for my mom, it's always some type of Christmas CD of, of you know, she loves Michael Buble, so I got her a Michael <laughs> Buble Christmas CD a couple does of years he, does ago. Does he only
1: do Christmas music?
0: No, he does a lot of okay. other stuff. But uh, I've actually been listening I'm to his Christmas Google album. Ahead. That's fair. That's fair. It's an acquired taste, I feel. But... um. So, yeah, like I, I try to get Sinatra her a CD. Yeah, less racism. I, would, I would say so. <laughs> I don't know what... <laughs> he, right, he seems like an nice guy. Romantic, but. Right. But, yeah, so
1: I, I try to, yeah, just kind of keep it to those things. Well, that's For the,
0: my parents, yeah, go I ahead. I was going
1: to say, that's the same with me, too, because, as I said, my sister, I can usually... I usually look for something music... And then my dad's a big cooking person, so I usually find him. I was them... just gonna ask if you get him cooking That's stuff, that, that, yeah. but I feel like I've gone to that well too many times.
0: Okay, like, like That's I've been fair. getting
1: my my sister music stuff or my dad cooking utensils, and my mom's always a mm-hmm. wild card because she, she never know. She's always kind of a wild card. Me and my sister okay. split a uh, Apple uh, Apple Watch last year. Oh, nice! Uh, so splitting's always good too. One because usually my sister's right. Thinking of it. <laughs> and, uh, and two, you can usually get a, a nicer pre- uh, present. Obviously, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. for
0: For my dad, I think my mom actually spoiled him, and he really wanted uh, a pair of the Mac um, AirPods.
1: Oh yeah yeah. He, yeah. Had a,
0: he had a coworker that had them and, and showed them to him, and uh, and my dad was just completely enamored by like all the different things that they can do. People
1: swear by them, dude. Yeah. Dude, I, yeah. I have. i just got my first pair of Bluetooth headphones. For sixteen dollars off of Amazon, and you said it was revolutionary, <laughs> right, or life-changing? It, it, it it's it, it. It really makes me wonder what made me take so long. And honestly, this I mean, the, they're they're sixteen dollar. I mean, they're more like forty dollar headphones. But I got them on Black Monday. Uh, Cyber Monday, <laughs> <laughs> um, Black Monday is the name of my. Uh, never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was I was gonna ask you if there was something that uh, that I wasn't aware of. But yeah, <laughs> I couldn't even think of something to attribute it to. I was like, I can't even. I don't even know where to go. This is not worth it. I mean, but anyway, so. I would always, like even just, you know, I would always have to make sure when I was wearing my corded headphones that when I'm walking around, you have to have it tucked into your shirt. You can't have your, right. that cord just floating around. I've gotten, it, I've gotten it snagged onto so many of my uh, kitchen, like my kitchen drawers. It always gets caught on those. And then it'll rip out. That's probably attributed to about three or four of the 8,000 dongles I've broken in the past two years. Right, And it's just, it's, it's revolutionary. And um I feel so much freer, but I also have a little bit of um insecurity about being in the city. And I I can imagine people in big cities might have to worry about this. It feels very easy for someone to just run by and pull them off my head and keep running. The only thing Oh, that's fair. I didn't think about that. The only that's thing fair. that doesn't really make me nervous about that is in the back of my head I'd be like, Jokes on you, these were sixteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Even that's you, true. the thief that stole these from me, could buy these. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah, that's um, true. So that's the only thing that doesn't really make me that concerned by it. It's not like they're valuable in any sort of way.
0: I'm also surprised too, since you live alone, you don't use a, a Bluetooth speaker.
1: Uh, well, I do have, uh, dude. I have both. I have. I, I have a very janky setup, but I have two. Bluetooth speakers. I have one uh, soundbar in full, kind of nice. Uh, that I rarely use because it's in like my living room where my TV is. I never watch TV, but then I have two kind of portable Bluetooth speakers that mm-hmm. I that I have on a rotation of charging and me carrying around my apartment. But now okay. I also and then I'm either wearing headphones or I have Bluetooth speakers somewhere. Dude, I'm always I always have stuff going on, noise going on. Right. <coughs> That's good though. That's how you up your podcasting game. You know? Yeah, I got to keep up with our competition. <laughs> That's right. You know, these people want to be like us. I, I, I also, you know, I'm going. I, there's, I have to go to. I'm constantly going to uh, small claims and copyright uh, court for podcast stealing <laughs> our untranslatable bit. I heard someone stealing our untranslatable cuckoo the other day. Ooh, I don't know what that. is going on.
0: <laughs> Weird flex, but okay. That's not good. Uh-huh. We gotta. We gotta. Keep our tabs on
1: all. I've been going to small claims court sure. and making uh, ten to or excuse me five to ten dollars at a time every time, but it's worth it <laughs> to keep those <laughs> mofos right. paw, paws off of our uh, off of our, <laughs> off of our uh, what do you call it intellectual property. That's right, that is right. Good
0: call. Yeah, that's very important. Yeah, dude, I I still remember when I got a pair of Beats with my MacBook. And it was it was for sure revolutionary. Like I would walk around because I would usually have my headphones plugged into my laptop, right? Oh, they were Bluetooth. And I'd print. Yeah, yeah. And okay. th- now they're the they're the Beats uh, Studio Three or Solo Three. The Studios are are the the bigger ones. But anyways, I remember like I would always have to pause my music, put down my headphones, and walk to the printer to get my papers that I was printing out for class, right? Right. Now with these Bluetooth headphones, man, it was just free range,
1: walking all over the office, going I crazy. Myself, I found myself dancing more in my uh, home. Nice. I felt more secure with my with myself, you know. Not now, not, now that I wasn't also uh, keeping track of a cord, you know. I just I felt right. more freer. Were you popping any uh, any Carlton dance moves? No, come on.
0: <laughs> Dang, all right. I'm better than that's those. my go to. No, not really, but.
1: So uh, I was looking at this picture that you posted on Instagram today mm-hmm. and, uh, or yesterday, whatever it was. It doesn't matter because this is <laughs> last week. And um, right. And uh, it got me thinking about uh, your your Christmas in uh, Kumatov. It's more Christmassy than Christmas in Philadelphia. It's, it, I walked outside today and it was like in the 50s. And I was thinking, D- I kind of I, uh, see I'm conflicted on this. I miss the visual white Christmas, but as someone that drives to work every day and has to uh, deal with snow, I don't miss it in that sense. But I do sort of enjoy the white Christmas, the aesthetic of it. I grew up in oh, Michigan sure. where it was beautiful. a guaranteed
0: white Christmas. Yeah, almost every year. I'd say there's like an 85 to 90% chance in Michigan Right. it's going to be a white Christmas. Um, well, here's the crazy thing. So it snowed, I think, two or three days ago, and uh, and it's been cold enough to stick on the ground, which has been nice. But what happened is it was snow and then it was sleet, mm-hmm. so now the ground where they haven't plowed it, it's a sheet of ice. Right. So I almost I almost um, ate it three or four times going to the grocery store today. <laughs> um. So that was that was fun. Got to test my core strength a little bit, my balance. What kind <laughs> of uh,
1: winter shoe do you wear? What what were you I wearing? Have a,
0: I have a pair of Nike. They're like they're like Air Force One boots, if that makes sense.
1: Okay. Damn.
0: Yeah, but they're not. They're not like <laughs> ideal for. I mean, no no shoes are ideal for
1: ice. For some Doesn't reason, I'm picturing. Um, have you ever seen like um, Air Force? Like they'll make a heel version of an Air Force One or like a Timberland boot, but it's like a woman's heel. And it's a oh, boot. Have you seen yeah. those before? Yeah. For some reason, yeah, those that's those are the ones I'm, I'm rocking, Jared. Yeah, those are the <laughs> ones I'm rocking. I, I can imagine you having trouble walking on, those, on this uh, slippery <laughs> right. surface, Chad. Those right. boots are not made for, uh, just because they're boots doesn't mean they're made for that weather. That's right. Those boots are made they for walking. They do make walking, your calves look great, case. though. I'll give you that.
0: That's That's right over my over my jeans or my snow pants, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've been wearing those boots and the reason why I brought those is they're, they're lighter than like, I have Timberlands at home and they're just too heavy um, to pop in a suitcase. So those were lighter, they're still, you know, they come up to my ankles so I can still walk through snow. Um, but man, it's no match for ice, <laughs> that's right. for sure. And there was actually the, uh, the lighting of the Christmas tree today in um, Komutov, and I actually was supposed to have a choir concert in, uh, in a neighboring village called um, Sporica, but I couldn't go there because, uh, well, I, I could have gone there, but they canceled the concert because <laughs> it's been like raining slash sleeting all day long. And so my, my, um, my mentor at school was like, yeah, if you want, you can go see the Christmas tree lighting in, in Komutov now. I like looked outside and I was like, uh, yeah, "Okay." I think I'm gonna pass on that one. I'll uh, just see it when it's already lit. I I, I understand exactly. how how lights work, right? But the cool thing is the Christmas market is now open on the uh, Old Town Square in Komutov, so I'm gonna check that out tomorrow after school and probably get some uh, nice and uh, you hot old wine. Well, it hasn't been open here in Komutov. Uh, 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 wow, it they opened, were they were. Op- it takes mm-hmm, that long open
1: today. Yeah. Oh, I guess opened it is today first, in Okay, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, but in, in Prague, it's been open for over a week. So last weekend, when I was in Prague, I went there and uh, had some really good uh, hot mulled wine. And uh, man, the food smelled so good, but we had just eaten breakfast, so I didn't get any of the food next time, though. Okay, all right. But yeah, I had another uh, had another run in with a gentleman uh, yesterday. I forgot to mention this when we were uh, talking yesterday same same type of thing guy stopped me asked me where the train station was this time he asked me if i speak uh, if i spoke english I told him, and i told him no um uh i said i said ambician. and he looked at me and i go a, a, a little and i, I, I pretended to what, be you a said german ambician?
1: yeah do you because just pretend, I knew-
0: do you just pretend to be a german person I did with this guy because I knew he was going to do the same shit that that other guy did to me. He asked me oh, where the train station was, oh, where the bus stop was. I pointed, and I go walk away. Another Yeah, and he stops me and tries to hand me a thing of cologne, and he's like, gift, gift. You punch him in the I face. I sure yeah. I should I should have been like <laughs> I should have been like gift like oh no like you're giving me poison but but he wouldn't would have gotten the <laughs> <Poli-tai>. German joke <laughs> right but uh, he he asked me like three or four times and I like I was like no like no I'm not going to take your gift because then he like kind of like kind of like shook his head and like sighed in disgust and then like stormed oh, off. Whoa! Oh, how dare you! How dare you help me find the bus station or the train station or whatever he's asking and how, not accept my cheap cologne that I maybe mean, was either no, I mean, stolen how, or... Yeah,
1: how dare he get offended is what I mean. Right. Where yeah, like, it was crazy. <sighs> it was crazy. I should have just ignored it, but he was like,
0: hey, hey. And I like turn around and of course... They're aggressive. You really got to uh, like um, force them off of you. Right? Like the, the first time it happened, I li- actually both times I had my headphones in. So I need to just keep walking That's next what time. I would do. I do that yeah. all, all, all the time. Let's, well, let's go into the shout-outs then. All right. So uh, for our shout-outs, I have two today. The first one is to an amazing Canadian woman named uh, Lori Cooper. She's from British Columbia. And, uh, Jared, have you heard about the story of the refugee who's been living in the Malaysian airport for the last seven months? Have you heard about this? No. So this is crazy. Okay, so let me give you the backstory. So um, a Syrian refugee has been spending the past seven months living in an airport, um, and it was the I believe the Malaysian airport. So the gentleman's name is um, Hassan Al Kantar, and he's 37 years old from Syria. He fled the country um, as a means of escaping the war in 2011. He was working as an insurance manager in the UAE or United Arab Emirates. But then they declined to renew his visa. Then he tried to stay in Malaysia, but according to CBC, an unexpected flight cancellation caused his three-month work permit to expire. Um, He uh, went to Cambodia uh, to avoid deportation back to Syria, but he arrived in the country only to be sent back to Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. And had he have left the airport, it would have resulted in his uh, deportation back to Syria, right? So he lived in the arrival section of the airport until he found a country that would accept him. So he spent the last seven months documenting his life on social
1: media. Wait, for six years, you said he lived in the airport? Seven months. Oh, seven Seven months.
0: months. Seven months, not six years. Six years, that'd be be crazy. Seven Seven months months is crazy. crazy. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, so this is where this woman comes in. So Just imagine Laurie surviving Cooper,
1: off a of freaking like airport Air, chilies and cinnabon. That's s-
0: pretty. Yeah, that's pretty much what he lives off of. It's crazy. Um, what kind of life yeah. is this? I like. I can't even comprehend that though. I I can't either. I mean, it's it's awful, right? But anyways, um, people in Canada uh, came to his rescue. Of
1: course, it was and, Canada. Uh, Shout right, out to Canada. Right,
0: right, for sure. And Lori Cooper. Um, She saw one of his videos and immediately felt compelled to help the man. Um, And she said, it all seemed impossible. I'm a a mom who lives in a little log cabin, and he was living in an (laughs) airport. Um, Cooper, with the help of her fellow Whistler residents, started rallying for um, Kantar's stay. They reportedly managed to raise over $20,000 for his sponsorship and found him a full-time job at the city hotel. Kantar lovingly called them his Avengers as a reference to, like, the Marvel Avengers, right? Right. As the Canadians gathered their resources, they were horrified to hear that Kantar had been arrested by Malaysian authorities and was being held in a detention center threatened with deportation. He was there for two months until the Canadian government and a lawyer hired by Cooper quietly negotiated his release. And then Kantar says, I did not believe it until they showed me the ticket, recalling the moment he was told of his release I said, until I reach uh, Canada, nothing is sure. So now, finally, after uh, spending nine months without a home, Kantar landed in Vancouver earlier this week where Cooper was waiting at the airport to welcome him to Canada. So I think that's a great story. Um, It's really too bad he had to go through all this. Um, I mean, I can't even imagine some of the stories a lot of refugees from
1: Syria have had to deal with. Where in the airport was he, like, living in the arrivals uh, section. In the arrivals section. Because that's where he he landed. You come okay. in, go to the arrivals. Oh uh, man, see that's even worse. It's because it's at least it, you're at least better if you're on the terminal side. There's more better right. food choices over there. Right. And less yeah. uh, normies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. Exactly. Exactly. So that's my first shout that's out. That's crazy. To shout out. Seven yeah. Shout months, out to you, Miss Cooper, and also uh, Mr. Cantar. Um, I hope you have a happy and healthy stay in canada and uh i hope everything goes well for you and my second shout out goes out
1: to all of the people he's gonna be like wow it's real cold here i mean <laughs> right <laughs> the airport true. was uh, at least had some sort of uh temperature control going on what is happening exactly exactly <laughs> my next shout out goes out to all of the people living in
0: alaska um, oh i saw that yeah so there was a 7.0 uh, earthquake in anchorage alaska And thankfully, I'm knocking on wood, speaking of superstitions from our last episode, Mm -hmm. um, no one died in Friday's earthquake. So shout out to everybody in Alaska. I hope you all can uh, rebuild and
1: uh, can adjust back to normal life after this crazy earthquake. I believe it was earthquake and tsunami. I mean, which usually happens, I guess, if you live on water. Right. Right.
0: uh, Yeah that's crazy it's really amazing though yeah no fatalities at all I mean it's it's amazing to think about and
1: that's for a pretty intense number isn't it seven something yeah
0: yeah so, I think 8.0 is like the the highest isn't it or it's like
1: the, the record highest that we've ever or the, or the, I think so okay. yeah I think the scale goes up to 10 but I'm, I'm sure we haven't right. maybe we haven't right. experienced that but we
0: might in our lifetimes with all this uh, all this climate <laughs> change and everything it's, it's terrifying stuff but yeah, so shout out to everybody in Anchorage, Alaska. We're glad you are all okay, happy, and healthy.
1: Mm. Oh, God. Sorry. I
0: was waiting for that. I'm waiting. There, <laughs> there
1: we go. There we go. It's okay. I, 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 I'm so off the bolt. I, I went to go push it, and then I hit a different button that hid all my sound mute stuff, and I like I had to go get Uh-oh. it. Uh-oh. And I was drinking tea. I'm sorry. You're good. You're good.
0: So now let's move on to the beer review of the pod. I'm doing this Jared style. Usually I pour it out and I have it poured when I do this, but I'm going to do a Jared style yes. today.
1: Yes. has self-control. couple
0: taps. I'm going to take a sip from it also oh, in Are you going to tell us
1: what it is? Uh, you know, I was just going to leave that up to the <laughs> listeners to try to
0: figure it out. No. So yeah. this is actually one of my favorite breweries here in the Czech Republic. It is called Krušovice. And uh, they make a couple different types of beer. Jared, can you, uh, can you read what number is on this can for our listeners out there? Yeah, uh, it says Rizna 10. Mm-hmm. And I looked for a translation of um, Rizna. Risna. Can't find anything. Well, one, one place I found said, it said control. But I have no idea why you would name a beer control. I don't think that's the right name for it. But anyways, let, let me take a sip. Do sit. you know what the 10 signifies? Yes, and I'll get to that in just a well, moment. Ah, delicious. So what the 10 signifies is the 10, it's like 10, usually it's 10 degrees, 11 degrees, 12 degrees, and it has to do with how strong the alcohol is. So this beer is actually only 4.2 alcohol by volume. So it's not your strongest beer, and the higher the numbers go up, obviously the higher alcohol content. Um, But this one is just a smooth um crisp uh beer it's like a a lager style beer i'm pouring this bad boy out right now into my glass it's got a nice golden color to it really crisp
1: and smooth finish. is it a pilsner you never you never said uh a...
0: i mean see i'm trying to not say that because why you uh, every so,
1: uh, listen chad if you're gonna do a beer of uh, the pod review i don't think the key is to make it secretive and and keep out most of the information you're like i think that the, the best part is to not say what it is well, it's a, so yeah, so it's a, it's a Czech, it's a Czech style lager, which I think people would also <laughs> categorize as a Pilsner. How about that? Are you, are you happy is, with that answer? Uh, <laughs> Chad is sweating over there almost. That's right. <laughs> is there some Czech guy, uh, like behind the, behind your camera, like with a gun to you like, don't call this a Pilsner. He's, yeah, he's the one
0: who bought me the, the a beer to try today. So I gotta <laughs> be, gotta be really respectful. <clears throat> but yeah, let me, uh, let me take a quick, uh, quick selfie for the gram, but, uh, it's really good and the i mean this is a mass-produced looking can yeah it's a red and red and cream white color to it do you see do you see what's on the logo there though jerry a
1: crown i see the crown is that what you're talking about
0: yeah do you have any guesses why there's a crown on there
1: because kuruza is czech for the word crown i would assume um Uh, that's a great guess it is not kingdom
0: um krušovice is the name of the the town or village where it was made so it's the okay. same as the other check uh, sviani so i will tell
1: you what is so happening the crown- here this is the uh like some sort of like I, I feel like i'm in some sort of like you remember a harry potter chamber of secrets uh-huh. uh where he has to go through like the uh first they have to play um no excuse me sorcerer's stone First, they have to go and do the uh, chess, and then they have to go to the next room and uh, like fight some whatever it is. I feel like I'm going through like a right. series of like uh, challenges just to understand this beer. That's the plan. That's the plan. <laughs> it's right. working out well. Now,
0: okay. So the reason why there is a Did you ever crown, what the ten meant by the way. Yeah, oh, the okay. ten is, is no. The, I, re- I remember now. Yeah, the ten degrees is the the alcohol by volume. Right, the, right, right. So for example. It's not uh, alcohol by volume. That's four point whatever. Well, so right here, uh, Krušovice 10, a pale 10.3% or or, sorry, degree draft beer with 4.2 alcohol by volume. So in Czech, the word that they call this is um, Vicepni is the type of beer this would be i guess but it is like a it's a it's a lager i would say or a pilsner style if, if that's what you really want to hear jared um but anyways let me get to the crown so there is a reason for the crown so let me give you a little history so the the brewery was established in 1581 by a guy named um jiri birka in the village of krušovice however uh two years later he sold the brewery to emperor Rudolf ii and he, and this allowed them to use the Imperial Crown of Austria as a part of the company's logo. And if you actually look on Wikipedia, they actually call this in English the Royal Brewery of Krušovice. So kind of interesting. Okay. But that is why there's a crown on there. There's actually another beer here in the Czech Republic that also has a crown.
1: Uh, but we'll get to that By the in way, another episode. I find it yep. hilarious that you asked me to guess what the crown might signify. <laughs> what if i just answered that you're like oh yeah that, that's it
0: <laughs> i would i would have told you to hit the ham horn is what i would have done but yeah so yeah so this uh what's interesting though is then um almost a hundred years later a different guy bought the brewery um and then after 1945 the brew is actually a state-owned company however in 1993 the brewery was privatized Um, which then they launched beer exports to the USA and the UK. And what's really crazy is this Royal Brewery is now owned by Heineken. They bought the brewery in 2007.
1: Oh, my God. Yep. But anyways, that's enough about... Like 99% of beers made by like three different companies.
0: Right. Yeah, you're not wrong. But this is one of my favorite Czech beers, or at least my favorite brewery here in the Czech Republic. They also make a really good... Um, unfiltered wheat beer here in the Czech Republic, is, and you can't
1: find that in many places. Is that is that one that you're have it, drinking right now, one that you no, can... No, this one's more of like a Pilsner style. I mean, no, you can see based on the color. I was going to yeah. say, is that something you can tend to find uh, when you go out to your local uh, Csakernina? Is that how you say bar, or is that just how you... S-
0: no, is... Uh, or is uh, that just that is, one specific place? That's the one specific okay. place I really like.
1: <laughs> um, no, the, the Czech word for pub is um, hospoda. Hospoda. Mm-hmm. Could you find that at your local hospoda? N- not here
0: in Komutov. I don't know of any places that have this on on draft, at least. Okay. Most places here either have Pilsner Urquell, which isn't a big of surprise, course. or they have Gambrinos, they're which really, is
1: brewed. They really push yeah. this Pilsner Urquell on people.
0: I think most people here, to me,
1: it seems like for a lot of Czechs, it's kind of
0: the golden standard. Yeah, they're really proud it's of it. It's weird,
1: like, I mean, I, maybe I'm just not used to that, like. Like such a popular beer being u- universally loved like that, or not universally, mm-hmm. but like loved by everyone. Because like, I don't know. For some reason, I just, I just, I just, can't, I just imagine that they uh, see Pilsner Urquell as like a Budweiser or something. But clearly, they don't. It's the gold standard. Right. Everyone right loves it. Like if you don't have it, it's like what are you doing? Yeah, you expect yeah. people to visit this uh, hospoda.
0: Right, exactly. But I do know of a few places in Prague where you can get Krušovice. and I have uh, on my bucket list here in the Czech Republic. I really want to go visit the brewery itself in Krušovice. Okay. So we'll see. We'll have to, if if I end up doing that, we'll have to talk about it on the podcast a little bit as well. Yeah, that'd but be yeah, cool. But anyways, this is a it's a good beer. I would say this is a type of beer that you can drink pretty much anytime, anywhere, any place. Um, just kind of your standard tasty Pilsner style lager. Um pretty smooth. I would say it's a little goes down a little bit smoother than Pilsner Urquell, in my opinion. Hopefully no checks are gonna fight me on that, but Easy you never, you never, never know. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Um but yeah, it's really good. Um and yeah, if you wanna feel very royal and uh, Noble, like get the get the beer with the crown on it. Uh, have a sip of a uh, kruševica Like that should be a commercial right wow. there. <laughs> that should Whoa. be a commercial.
1: I love probably Want to be like? Do you have some sort of copy in front of you that you're reading? <laughs> I, I didn't, but that kind of came off like that, didn't it? We better send that sound clip to the brewery see if we can get some. Uh, oh my god! Why was that the first part of this podcast so far? Euro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> almost as smooth as this beer <laughs> oh man but yeah it's good stuff though i would say if anybody is visiting the czech republic and is looking for um some other beers to try besides pilsner pilsner is good but i would suggest sviani and also krušovice there are also some other beers but i'll leave those for different podcasts
1: how does um is there any difference between a pilsner Urquell in the czech republic in comparison to one you can get here in america
0: well, I would say it tastes completely different coming from a tap, a fresh tap excuse me, versus a can.
1: So what about a so what about or a, a bottle. What about a can or a bottle here versus there? I think so so Pilsner Urquell kind
0: of has like that skunky smell to it, right? Right. The gold standard. R- right. I think it's worse if it's in a the like, dankiest of beers. Dankiest. I don't think people say danky.
1: <laughs> the dankest of beers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. I would I mean, I actually had I bought a couple of pills in Ukwell to have before I before I moved to the Czech Republic. And they just were not that good. They didn't taste as fresh. Yeah, they don't do much for me. Yeah. They're they're better here. Okay. Trust me. They're way better here. I mean I'd believe, It's kind though. of like it's kind of like Guinness. I've had Guinness in Vienna, Austria, which that. I know is also not Ireland, but I've heard that Guinness. I've heard from a couple kind of beer connoisseurs that
1: Guinness beer does not travel well. Um, oh, that's what they say. And, so right. that is and something. And maybe Pilsner Pilsner have something either. to do with it, and the lo- like the longer times of sitting.
0: Probably it could be yeah the, the long the amount it takes that it's been canned up, um, and then like I've even had Guinness on tap in East Lansing versus in Vienna. And also I think in Berlin as well. And in Berlin and Vienna it tasted a lot fresher than it did um, in in the states. Okay.
1: Yeah, Guinness doesn't really do anything for me. But I, I once again I have never had it. Uh, maybe I've had it in Austria, but I've never had it, you know, straight from the source. Right. So well, I, I don't know.
0: So So yeah, I don't know though. Um to me it just seems like yeah, a good a good Pilsner or even Krusovice Ideally you gotta get it on tap. Right. It's unbeatable. No, I'm with you. Yeah. It's just I don't know why that is, but it just makes a big difference. I'm with you on that. So yeah. hmm
1: Well, why don't you enjoy uh it's enjoy that Kuritzavica while we get into some uh Ooh, sounds untranslatables. Good. <clears throat> the owl never lies. <laughs> That's true. That'll be uh you know on a t shirt soon. Nice. Uh, I'll start us off. Uh, my first one is Icelandic. I really should have. That was really <laughs> dumb on me. I haven't listened to this at all. Au uh, pizza iskosin. There we go. And um, it literally means peeing in your shoe. Peeing so, in your shoe. Is that like shooting yourself in your foot? No. Okay, I can give you a clue though. Go for it, so for example, we were talking about how um you've been getting some snow there in and Kumatov, mm-hmm. and um and this I'm, I chose it because of the uh, changing of seasons, so okay uh, imagine um imagine you uh, get stranded somewhere and you're like and you're like, "Oh my God, it's so freezing here um and you decide to pee in your shoe
0: so it's to to keep warm
1: uh okay i can also give you a totally unrelated example of the uh, metaphor let's start over let's start over so um uh all right now i got to think of one that's why that's cuz i couldn't think of one um okay so um as as we mentioned before the christmas you know it always gives uh, buying gifts gives me anxiety sometimes trying to get the right gift uh, so I tend to wait t- till the last minute, and um, uh, no, this is not a good example. Peeing in your shoe is to uh, is a short fix for a problem, but it's just gonna uh, make it worse uh, in the long run. Okay, I like that. Okay, I like that. <laughs> so short it's like fix peeing in problem. your shoe. Like when it's cold, it's like, well, yeah, it warms up your feet for a bit, but now your feet are gonna be frozen. Uh, right. after after the pee freezes. Interesting. Okay. That was a strong bailout. That was a that was a uh <laughs> that was that was a uh too fast too furious too fast too furious ejecto move that I just <laughs> pulled right there. <laughs> <laughs> and it actually comes from it they that's what they say now apparently, but it originally comes from uh a longer saying, "Pau ed er scamgud ver my- mir ao pisa skosin, which means peeing in your shoes will only keep uh, you warm for a short while, which is okay, obviously the you know, same thing. Right. Interesting. Okay.
0: All right. So my first one, actually both of mine are Czech. Um, so here we go. This is "meet stravi korinek, which means to have a
1: healthy root. Um, like to be, you know, be raised well. I could see why you would think that, but it's it's a it's a little different. Have a large penis.
0: <laughs> I could see how you would also think that, but that's also <laughs> not true. Maybe a better translation would be like to have a healthy little root.
1: <laughs> so I have a penis. That, that might be... <laughs> Okay, that didn't help you at all. So Hel- like healthy little so, root. So
0: for example, if um maybe maybe you got a you have a cousin or or maybe your sister. Um, she can handle a lot of a lot of stress and she like just never gets sick. You could say, Yeah, she has a healthy little root. Good immune system. Yeah, more Sorry, or less. I can't get
1: that out of my head now. That's why more, I just laugh. I say, <laughs> you're good. Yeah, it just means to have robust health. Robust mm-hmm. health. Okay. Yeah. Oh, like you don't get sick easily. Right. Kind of mm-hmm. like the opposite of a hypochondriac. Right. I consider myself having with well, I consider myself to have a strong little root. <laughs> <laughs> no, but and, and, I, and in all regards, the different meanings there. No, right? but because I, I, I honestly don't think I uh, like. I, I tend to get sick like once or twice a year, and it's like, oh, here it is, right? Um, yeah, yeah, me th- too. We're both lucky. Yeah, I don't. I want to get sort of luck. I, I. I It's more than luck. Give yourself more credit than that, Chad. My next one is Greek, and it's uh sa Iseirata pnyarita. My mouth is not built for uh, for a Greek. You are for the fairs or festivals. You know, festival fair, interchangeable. Is that, is that like a like a party animal? <laughs> no, no, that's funny though. <clears throat> no, that's not what it is. Um, okay, so for example, I'll get. I can let's let me redeem myself. Um, you know, you're say you're walking to school on the on your way to uh, Kumatov High, and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I assume that's the name of the school, right? And um, you slip in one of those giant ice patches, and there are a bunch of people pointing and laughing and saying, uh, "Haha, you are for the festivals."
0: Okay, so it's like you're you're a fool, you're you're a clown, you're uh, a joke,
1: essentially. Yeah, I'll give okay. that. It's when you want right. to humiliate someone, either laughing with them or at them. Uh, you, you know, gotcha. you can either use, okay. use it as like a "Oh, you're," you know, what, "what my," you know, "our buddy's a fool," or like, or you could use it, I think, in a more aggressive way as well if you want to. Gotcha. Okay. Um, nice. And as apparently can also uh, apply for things like. Um, um, if someone buys a gadget that you consider, like if someone buys like a useless gadget, you could all see it for someone. Like you'd say, oh, oh like, yeah. okay. So uh, gotcha. there you go. You are, you are the festivals, the fairs. It doesn't make sense in English, but it's not supposed to. That's why it's untranslatable. Right. Correct.
0: Do you have any others? Uh, that's all I have. Okay. Well, my last one is also Czech, and it is Riba Ani Rak, which means neither fish nor crawfish.
1: Neither, uh, it's like apple apples uh, or oranges. Mm. It's apples and oranges. They're not the not, same thing. Not, not quite, no. Say it again, neither fish nor crawfish. Yeah. Riba rak. I have
0: no idea. So this is uh, when something is very vague, uh, and we say in English that it's neither fish nor fowl
1: oh yeah okay so if something's really vague i'm familiar Mm -hmm. with that untranslatable in english but i just never i i never hear it you know like that's not in my my daily it's an
0: older right it's something something my
1: grandma would say (laughs) right exactly exactly
0: (laughs) so yeah Uh and i picked that one because i don't know if you know about this jared but um fish is a big tradition here in the czech republic for christmas time and you can actually buy in germany as well i think so yeah Sorry, you can also you can buy a what? Sorry, you can buy carp at least in Komutov, not f- too far from where the uh, Christmas market is. Okay, so I figured that might be a nice little segue into our main segment about Christmas market. Are you gonna have a
1: nice fish dinner somewhere for uh, and f- like maybe like a uh, you know, with all your teacher colleagues in Prague? Let's meet up for a nice fish dinner. I I wish, well,
0: actually, I don't wish because I'm not a fish guy, but I will actually be in Vienna for Christmas.
1: (laughs) They're on tour again. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I guess it's also hard to get people together around Christmas time because it's like... Right, right, because they're with their family. Right. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. But because it is Christmas time, Christmas time, I'm surprised that Kumatov hasn't already got their Christmas markets going because... Um, granted, it is, it is the very beginning of December when we record this, but I always mm-hmm. thought that like November is once Christmas starts going. I mean, in 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 the U.S., it usually goes stuff starts being put out after Halloween. That's when Christmas starts, but it really mm-hmm. like it's full force after Thanksgiving's over. Thanksgiving is really just in the way for as far as companies are concerned. Right, it's like that's all right, true. buy your cute little turkeys, and then let's get to some real shopping. right you're not wrong
0: you're definitely not wrong i think a lot of places in germany and austria i remember when we were in vienna the christmas markets came up end of november
1: yeah 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 well that makes sense though Mm -hmm. uh so i did go to the christmas market here in uh philadelphia yeah how was it what'd you what'd you see what'd you do uh very nice as far as uh where it is so it's um where is it located i know where it is like As in, I know exactly how to get there, but I don't even know where it's technically considered. Oh, it's um, located at Love Park, which um, is where that famous love thingy is, right? It is. Maybe I didn't go to the right Christmas. (laughs) Hold on. I'm literally about to Google Love Park because I don't, I don't, I'm not sure where that actually is. Look, where that, oh yeah, the love is there, but I don't know where that is. Huh. It is there. Oh, I went to the wrong Christmas market. What <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. That's all right. To be fair, here's two things. This is hilarious. Two things. One, it was it was raining, so I didn't have that much time anyway. And two, um, there I went I did go to a Christmas market. Where I went, there was Christmas stuff and there was things that were because um, I was looking at the list of vendors. Because I Googled it after I got back, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't see all this stuff. I was like, there was not enough space for all these things you guys are listing. It's because I didn't go to the right. Christmas market. That's why. And um, Now it all makes sense. But where I did go, wherever it was... See, now let me see if I can figure out where I did go. Because it was on Broad Street and uh, JF... Not JFK. I don't know streets that well. Now, I've never been to Philly, so I'm I'm the wrong guy to ask. Um... How was, uh? How, tell me about Prague's Christmas market. So,
0: the, the Christmas markets I went to were um, at uh, Wenceslas Square, which is probably one of the most famous places in Prague. And what's interesting is I found out from a student of mine that, you know how Americans will say like, it's so-and-so football fields long? Right. Well, in the Czech Republic, they'll say it's so-and-so Wenceslas Squares. Really? Which I think is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's pretty awesome. That itself is untranslatable, right? But Winters yeah, so Las- we,
1: H- how big is Wenceslas Square? Um,
0: like, is it? Is I would it- say pretty close to the size of a football field, maybe. Okay,
1: <laughs> I guess that's fair.
0: Makes sense. Somewhere around there. Um, that's pretty but, yeah, big but- for
1: that's a lot of space for a Christmas market.
0: Well, I, I mean, it was only maybe a, a third of of the entire square. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Wasn't the entire square, and they had It, it reminded me a lot of Germany and Austria. They had. The little wooden stands um, with um, different like foods. They had, um, of course, your mold wine. They what also kind of had this like hot honey wine. Um, they had um, um, klobasa, which is Czech sausage. It's kind of like it's it's a little different than bratwurst, but it's it's still like a sausage. They had, um, of course, your roasted um, almonds, and of course you can't go without your mold wine. And uh, they also had some interesting, um, like, hot honey wine, which I didn't try, but that's on the list of things hot to try. Hot honey
1: wine. Wait, is there booze in mm-hmm.
0: it? I, I would assume so, but I'm not sure. Okay. Why would you assume so? Just because... It's called hot honey wine. It's okay. got the word wine in it. Maybe. I don't oh, know. Oh, wine. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, do you, how do you do you get do you find yourself getting into the uh, Christmas spirit? I, I would say now after it snowed and and I see people's lights on their houses. But I mean in general, not even just now. Just like do you get excited for the Christmas time or are you like, "Oh, now let me do you crack out your favorite Christmas songs? Do you wear more red? And do you um I don't I don't change my wardrobe.
0: Um, I do listen to some Christmas music. I was listening to some really good uh, like Christmas uh, jazz jazz songs, and I wasn't talking about Michael Buble there, but yesterday I was listening to some Michael Buble. Today I was listening to a couple different um, jazz guitarists that had some really nice Christmas music. Um, I don't know. I think the older I get, I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing, but the less excited I get about it. I remember being a kid, and maybe it was like this for you too, just getting all giddy for Christmas.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's just when you have no responsibility except for getting gifts. Right. And you still believe Santa is real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The Christmas music has gotten old for me. It all kind of sounds the same at this point. Like, I don't mind Christmas. You know, what I like more about Christmas now is um, is not the Christmas music. It's not the gifts. It's not the Christmas tree or the lights. I think I'm starting to appreciate my family the older I get. Yeah, and, um, same here. And like, and the older I get, the older the old people in my family get too. And it's like, wow, once you start losing a couple of them, you start to appreciate them more. It's like, oh, this is what, this is some real old person stuff. Uh, I mean, but it's also it's just his growth as a person. But it's like, this is what, right? This is what the holidays are about. It's like I'd happily give up all that. I mean, I, more than happily, I'd beg to give up all that uh, gift exchange stuff. I actually still haven't bought my ticket to go to Louisiana. I, I'm, I'm planning, dude. This freaking price alert is a gamble. It is a gamble. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I hope you get a good price, man. Thanks, Chad. Thanks. Me too.
0: <laughs> Me too. But, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think now it's uh, it's definitely more about family. I'm really looking forward to seeing my parents um, come uh, Christmas. That will be great. Um, and I uh, get to travel around with them and... Yeah, I don't know. I think when I was younger, it, it was more about being with my parents, but also the gifts. And now, the last couple of years, my mom has been like, well, what do you want? And I don't really know, so I have to like make a list of like a bunch of little things. Right, um, Ticonderoga because
1: pencils and stuff.
0: Exactly. I still remember, though, I was talking to a student of mine. I still remember that Christmas when I was 10 years old and I got an electric guitar for Christmas.
1: Oh, I can imagine that being a uh, po- was that your first electric guitar? Yep, that was. I can imagine that being a powerful moment. Did your parents regret it immediately, like because you were just shredding away, not knowing what you were doing? Not, not really, because so this
0: is actually what's crazy is my mom ordered it, ordered the guitar and the amplifier. It was like a set, right? Guitar, amplifier, and a little case. What kind for of guitar it. was it? I, I couldn't even tell you, and this is why. So we ordered the guitar from Sears. It might have been a Yamaha, but I could be wrong. Shout out we, to Sears. Still well, here's hanging the thing. out by a thread at this point. Here, here's the thing. The guitar, uh, or sorry, not the guitar, the amp didn't work. Mm-hmm. So you got I a plugged fru- refrigerator. In. So, uh, right. So the amp, the amplifier didn't work. The guitar looked really cool, but it was like a children's guitar. And so we took the guitar into, the, into this guitar shop that was um, suggested by a family friend of ours. And we went in. And uh, and we met the guy who ended up being my future guitar teacher, and uh, and he looked at the guitar and he said, you know, he's ten years old. In a couple of years, this guitar is going to be too small for him. You might
1: as well just get him a full size guitar and have him learn. Oh, that's on why it. you like this guy so much. <laughs> so you're like, yeah, he makes a good point. I agree with him. We should right, do that. So,
0: so so I got a I got an uh, the name of the brand was called Austin, um, and it's it was a. Stratocaster copy, so like the same type of guitar Jimi Hendrix would play, right? A Stratocaster. Right. And it was bl- it was black and, uh, and played it for a couple of years and then upgraded it to a different guitar and, and so the cycle continues. Right, and um, that was, what, 10 guitars ago at this point? Prob- probably more <laughs> than that, but yeah. Yeah, and so... Uh, <clears throat> but I still remember the excitement coming downstairs and seeing what,
1: what you know,
0: this big... Gift wrapped up, and I was like, that has to be a, car- a guitar.
1: That has to be a guitar. Oh, yeah. So you you, you had asked for it? You knew you wanted it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, uh-huh. obviously you knew you wanted it, but, like, mm-hmm. man, that almost sounds like the Christmas Story movie where it's, like, the uh, BB gun. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Careful. You'll blow your ears out, son. <laughs> thankfully i wasn't wearing a bunny costume but uh, but yeah yeah so that that was cool but
0: the older i get the less it's about presents i do really look forward though to um exchanging gifts with my niece and my nephews yeah but because i kids, do like right? to see the
1: yeah and i like to see yeah. the look on
0: their faces when i when i get them stuff yeah i can imagine um, that
1: that sounds like fun yeah it's a good time but anyways did you know mm-hmm. that the uh first christmas market uh, do you know Christmas market started in Germany? Uh, they actually didn't. Where did they start? Oh my God! They started in Vienna, Austria. Uh, when did they start in Vienna, Austria? Well, it was first recorded in 1298. Ooh! I was really hoping you'd say something that was gonna be after my date, so I could do a full, do a full. On your ass. <laughs> what, what date do you have? I have Munich in 1310. Okay. Beat you by what, 12 years? What'd you say? Uh, Vienna, 1298. Yeah, there
0: you go. And this is when the citizens were granted permission to hold a uh, Krippenmarkt, which Krippen are the like uh, Chris. Christmas cookies. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> a quick <Krip> sponsor uh, <laughs> Christmas market. Thankfully, I don't think it was that. But, yeah, so they had that market. Wear your your blue. Don't wear any red. Wear your blue. That's true. But then it's, interestingly enough...
1: It's a blue Christmas, everyone.
0: According to my source, which is from The Guardian, um, they say that in Germany, the first Christmas
1: market took place in 1384. Ooh, see, I have... uh, See, I didn't I don't have my source because I, I copied and pasted it. But I wish I did if I didn't realize I was gonna be so challenged. Anyway, <laughs> I think we can all right, listen. To be fair, either way, I don't care. What we can agree on is that it was generally anywhere between the twelve hundreds to the thirteen to the fourteen hundreds, oh, somewhere in yeah, between sure. there. Definitely. Um, which is a long time ago. Mm hmm. Um wh- wh- what are some uh what are some of the what are some Christmas markets you've been to around around that have really stuck out to you? Oh man, uh, prob- well, I really
0: like the Christmas market in um Angel in Prague. Okay. Also the one in Wenceslas Square was pretty cool. I need to do more exploring in Prague, which I will be doing in a few weeks. So You go um, to Prague
1: like every other week and you yeah. haven't exp- What what are you doing there if you're not exploring? I mean, I am exploring, but the Christmas markets weren't up yet. Have we still we still have not done an on-the-road again in Prague. We haven't. That's well, apparently, s- you haven't even explored it before.
0: Well, I'm waiting to get the most expert intel on Prague because I don't want to give our listeners the, the typical touristy things in Prague. Okay. We might need so to have
1: a, a professional join us. Yeah, so yeah Prague I think we professional.
0: Do. I think we do. Um, but yeah, anyways, my favorite one in Vienna, though, was probably at the Museum. I also... The one by the Rathaus the was museum? also really nice. What museum? That's... Um, by the... I think the Museum of Modern Art and also the... Where, what sure city, the museum what of city is Art. this in? V- Vienna. In Vienna. Okay. But I also really like the one at the Rathaus in Vienna, especially at night because they light up the Rathaus. It looks really beautiful. Um, but the one at the Rathaus was way busier than the one at the museum. And the one at the museum, it seemed like it was more, like, younger people, college-age people there. Um, so, yeah, and I still have all my mugs from Drinking Punch because, you know, it was like a Euro deposit or you just don't bring the mug back
1: and you oh, keep right. it. right, but they were just normal mugs. They're literally just, like, mugs you can get at a diner.
0: But they have, like, a cool, cool little logo on oh, them. Oh, yeah, stuff. that's true. Yeah, that's,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I wanted to keep those, but I'm like, how am I going to bring these back? Like, it's not worth it to me to bring them back. Right. Uh, I, I think I brought back like three of them. Wow. Uh-huh. Um. Okay. Yeah, I remember going to um, in Dusseldorf where I lived when I was a boy. Uh, when I was a... The um, Heschke Kluck. I uh, was... Uh, that was a good one. There was... I remember the punch. I I only had it a couple times, maybe once or twice, because I left when I was 15 So I never really like uh, went hard of the punch. Did you in Austria when you were in Vienna? Yeah, yeah, but it's not like it's one of those like tis the season while you're in. But it's no like like it's 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 just very it's very for its time and season and place, and uh, like it's just I think part of what makes it so great is because you're probably sitting or standing outside, and it's nice Mm -hmm. to have something to wrap your hands around. How would, describe, how would you describe How would you describe punch to our listeners out there who have never tried it? Um It's like a almost like a like a mix between like tea and juice maybe and it's heated and it's uh it's like very fruity. I don't I, and it's uh it has like a is it rum in there too? Is that what it I is? I think usually rum, yeah or I there's so. also gluvine which is heated wine or as people call it mold wine apparently is that what they mm-hmm. call it yeah yeah uh-huh yeah so at the uh, one here in philadelphia we did have they do they are trying to um, like they do they do i believe they did have a duna stand i did not get it cuz i what? ate re- i know i know you and i to go wished, back there and try it i will i will i need to go back when it's not raining cuz it was raining and it's raining today right. as well and I also need to go back there when I'm not I was kind of stuffed at the time. They have um, as they call it, mold wine. hmm uh, mold wine does not sound as good as um glue vine? Yeah. And they also have um a slew of various, you know, independent little jewelry and art and um knick-knacks. What'd you call it? I'd call them knick-knacks. Knickknacks yeah, is I'd the best. D- I'd agree with that. Yeah. Although I will say one of speaking of gifts from vienna's christmas uh the one that's in front of the uh natural history museum in vienna mm-hmm. from that one i got a um i got a um uh cu- a cutting board for my dad uh, speaking Oh, nice. Gifts, and that's a great thing that's very easy to travel with <laughs> right and that's just speaking of the uh speaking of the uh the cooking the cooking gifts but uh yeah so the, i i do like what they're doing and i really do need to actually go back i can't believe i didn't even go to the freaking uh christmas <laughs> market <laughs> the, the the one that you thought you were going to yeah there's so much less i have to say on it now but i i i do the, I, and i think that there's also i i am betting um that there's also going to be a lot of a heavy pennsylvania dutch uh pennsylvania dutch influence i'm i'm sure a lot of uh, that would make sense i'm sure yeah. i're going to take we're going to strap up the uh, horse and carriage and go on a you know if they have a road trip yeah i'm sure they left last month (laughs) 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 to make it from uh lancaster to uh pennsylvania in time which is only an hour and a half drive but those uh horses those carriages are rickety i've seen them in action right that's cool though yeah you'll have to go back and and try it and give me an update yeah i'm almost nervous to try the Duna because i'm gonna be i feel like i'm just gonna be pissed
0: you got yeah you got authentic expectations being in germany and austria I've
1: tried uh, one of one of my favorite. Speaking of which, one of my favorite, um, cri- one of the things I love so much about the German, uh, you know, but whether it be Vienna or uh, German or, or German Christmas markets, is the uh, Spätzle. That is oh, uh, gr- that's so good. That is a uh-huh. perfect, uh, like market kind of snack. It's a, it's perfect in snack form, and mm-hmm. it's delicious. I don't even know how to explain what that is, but um, Spätzle.
0: Spätzle are like egg noodles. Okay,
1: well, there you go. Sometimes with
0: caramelized onions on top. Usually, yeah, or my ham. favorite is with the cheese. Yeah, some kaiser Oh yeah, or you ham can it. or
1: bacon or something in there too. They'll do it. Right, oh, yeah, it's I'm delicious. a big fan of
0: those. One thing that I really want to try at Czech Christmas markets is it's a it's a dish called halushki, and what halushki is, uh, it's like a it's like a potato gnocchi, I believe, with ham or bacon and then sauerkraut. It sounds like or some type of like. Cabbage. Okay. And so, so I, I really want to try that because a few of my students said when you go to Christmas markets, you have to, you have to try it. So, I would like we'll to get,
1: I would like to give you a list of some, um, some snacks from Christmas markets around the world, some sort oh, of customary different countries. And, and see, give you, me, guess. Give, give me a, uh, give me either a, um, or a, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> sounds good. So the first one's from uh, our friends in Hungary, and it's called a chimney cake, and um, they call it, uh, sorry, uh, my computer's, uh, this would be better if my computer wasn't as huge Is as it, it was. Is it No, <laughs> it's not. It's Kut o Skalaks, or chimney cakes, are a staple at any Hungarian Christmas market. This popular pastry gets its name from its hollow cylindrical shape, a single strip of sweet Raised dough is wrapped around a wooden cylinder rolled in sugar. I believe you might have mentioned this on our Drunchies episode. And uh, it's essentially kind of like a, say like a, imagine a bready kind of elephant ear wrapped to look like a chimney. chimney. Can, you, can, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you
0: Google T-R-D-E-L-N-I-K? I guarantee you that's what it is.
1: Uh, oh, well, wait, hold on. Spell
0: it again. Sorry.
1: T-R-D-E-L-N-I-K. Trudelnik. Oh, yeah, that is what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: But see, I thought... See, it's funny. If you ask someone, it, they sell it all over Prague, okay. everywhere. Have and you had a lot those, by of, the way? Because you did bring it up on the country yeah, episode. I, I have but, had them. They're, what, they're good. Uh, what do you think? The, they're good, but I... So some places they just sell you, like, the sweet dough um, I think it's way better because it's hollow in the middle. Um, I've had it with ice cream in the middle. Okay, and that is bomb when, yeah, when it's, it's just come off face. the roller.
1: Yeah, it's it's You're, delicious. There's a huge smile on your face.
0: It's really good. But what's funny is, from what I've heard, that is a traditional Hungarian food. So it's and their then, thing. Yeah, and then they brought it to Prague, and the Czechs are like, "Okay,
1: we're gonna we're gonna sell this it.
0: authentic Czech food." Right. Right. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not yeah. fair,
1: but people do that. Right. Yeah. Um, Denmark. I don't even know. I- I've never even seen this letter before, but it's like an A and an E connected, almost like the oh, American yeah, yeah. Eagle yeah, logo. yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I know what you're a- talking bre- about. <laughs> can, can you say that one more time? Ebleskiver. A- so Ebleskiver uh, a- are a. Uh, it looks like a ball, and it has. It looks. It's a perfect ball, sm- like maybe the size of a ping pong ball or a golf ball. Mm-hmm. And it is deep fried. It, lo- it looks like it's deep fried and it has um, chocolate, or excuse me, powdered sugar on top. It looks like there might be chocolate in the middle, but we'll all read about it. Ooh, that sounds good. Ebleskiver are a favorite holiday dessert among Danes and are similar to what Americans might call donut holes. Oh, well, there you go. All right. Though ebleskiver literally translate to apple slices, the spherical fried, fried dough dessert doesn't actually contain any apples. This free treat is a ubiquitous f- find at Christmas mark. Oh, so it's literally just a donut, fried donut, which I mean, nice. who's 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 going to who's going to shoot down one of those? Right, for sure. For uh, sure. Gingerbread, Switzerland. This Leibuchen. looks looks weird though. Several countries celebrate the holidays with gingerbread, but the Swiss have mastered it. Many cantons produce their own unique version. Of this holiday treat and Christmas markets, uh, yeah. So it's just gingerbread. The thing about gingerbread is, really depends on on where you're getting it from and what form it's coming in. That can be a real hit or miss. That's true. I've had some amazing gingerbread and I've had some garbage, dog trash. I was about to, swe- <laughs> I had to stop myself from swearing. I don't know why I just stop myself from swearing, but I had some, I've had some trash gingerbread as well. You got some animosity towards that bad gingerbread, it's just, huh? You know, it just depends on where it's coming from. I didn't know the Swiss had had the had the market cornered for the gingerbread. Have you ever had stale gingerbread? Is that the best way to do it? Oh no, I think it's awful. It gets hard. It gets very hard. Right? Doesn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's no bueno. That's for sure. Gingerbread. Okay, the, interesting. Now okay. we're
1: getting now we're getting to some interesting. Buchen, uh, uh oh wait, it's French. Buche de Noël. Uh, the French holiday dessert pays homage to the U Logs. Do you know what a Yule Log is? Not really. I've heard it in Christmas songs. Yeah, me but too. I don't know what it is. I yeah. w- I, I I used to think it was. Um, I thought one it was like a logs. log in a fireplace. Me too. I thought it was a okay. log that they used to um to like get a fire started. You know what I mean? Like like it's it's yeah. Uh, but I think it might be a dessert. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just hear Christmas songs say Yule Logs Roast or Yule Logs. Hey, honey, uh, I'll be back. I got to go drop a Yule Log. A Yule
0: Log is a Christmas (laughs) block or selected log burnt on a hearth as a Christmas tradition in a number of countries in Europe. So we were right. Hit that ham horn, my dude. We were
1: right. Oh, so I think the French, I think it's, the uh, maybe this dessert's supposed to look like a Yule Log. Okay. Pays homage to the Yule logs tradition, burned in hearths during the holiday. Rolled up sheets of ice sponge cake are covered with chocolate icing, to give the dessert a, lo- a log-like appearance. Some next-level versions of Buca de Noël even have featured icing that resembles bark, forest. so you kind of dress it up to make it look like a right. log. Right. And I'll Interesting. say Interesting. i It's it's. If I'm, I might have to pass on this one. I might have to I might have to, because who doesn't like cake and chocolate right, of course, yeah blah blah blah, blah. but the white cake this like it just seems like a low level of cake okay it doesn't Fair seem, it doesn't seem that exciting to me as far as uh, a dessert goes, even though it is and, and just i'm ne- I'm rarely excited by a white cake you know especially right. especially if it's like a spongy kind of cake like that. Mm-hmm. there's usually cheap cake, so the next one is blue uh, blood sausage. With sauerkraut. Where do you think that's from? Ludwurst. It's from Germany, isn't it? Well, it is in Germany, but this is not uh, who's representing it on this list. Brought to you by Foders. Foders, the very popular travel book. Remember? F-O-T-O-R-S. It's a very Mm -mm. popular travel book.
0: Okay. Huh.
1: And now, since it's 2018, they've transferred to uh, the internet. (laughs) So do you want me to give you... It's like Estonia. A Forget it. You oh, didn't... really? Estonia. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I do not realize you just weren't going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> you had me a little Thanks confused Thanks for playing along. But, yeah. Halloween may, has, may have passed, but you're going to uh, want to sink your teeth into the esteemed uh, Estonian Christmas dish. True to their name, these sausages contain the fresh pig's blood, plus a mixture of pork, barley, and local spices like uh, marjoram. Uh, these hardy black links usually come with a sidekick of pork simmered uh they use a different uh f- font that I can't read. Hapuk hapuka hap, hapuka sauce, Estonian sauerkraut and sometimes a dollop of uh lingonberry jam. How do you well how do you feel about the blood sauce, the blood sausage? I'm gonna, I'm going to say hit that hit that shotgun. You're not a fan? Nope. I yeah, blood sausage freaks me out a have little bit. Have you ever bit. had it before? I haven't. I haven't either, but I, I'm not, I don't feel, I never feel compelled to. Me either. Also, me I'm either. not a huge fan of sauerkraut.
0: You know, I didn't
1: like it until I was about 25. Okay. I mean, that's not that long ago. I can because I can always handle, like, if it's, like, if there's like a dollop of it on the side, that's fine. And sometimes it's nice to get it, like, a little bit into a fork of it, maybe. But I'm really right. not, like, I, I'm happy to not have it there at all. So okay, I, I might enough. have to shotgun that one uh, as well.
0: I like S- it with certain things. It has to go well with whatever you're eating it with. Otherwise, yeah, I
1: can't. I can't right. do sauerkraut. Smoked mm-hmm. cheese. Where do you think this is from? Smoked cheese.
0: Uh, um, I'll, I'll tell you
1: what. I'll tell you the uh, actual word for it in the native language. Okay. In my, you know, dialect. <laughs> um, oskipak, oskipak. I'm going to guess it's Oshkipek. Is that Swedish? No, it's Poland. Oh, Poland. Okay. Oshkipek is homemade homemade sheep's milk produced only by qualified shepherds in the Polish highlands. Shepherds start the lengthy process by turning fresh milk into fresh cheese and later hand-carved spindle-shaped molds Given, uh, I'll give the cheese the famous ornamental shape. So the, the cheese actually looks like, uh, they look like ornaments. They almost kind of look like <laughs> like pierogies, but with like texturing to them. Mm-hmm. They actually look delicious. I might, some of them look I, I, delicious, some I'd of give them look like gross. The I'd, I'd give that a taste. And if, if they're served warm, then give that a double taste. A double taste, double ham horn.
0: You know what's a really popular dish here in the Czech Republic? It's fried cheese. How do you eat it? Fork and knife. It's it's. It looks almost like a like a cheese um, curd or something. No, kind. It looks like a square cheese curd. Okay. Um, Have you had it? Oh yeah, it's really good. What do you think? You're a fan. I'm I'm a fan.
1: I mean, it's just it's it's just uh, what we've learned, if we've learned anything in all this time we've been on this earth, is nothing is is ruined by being deep fried. (laughs) right things can only be improved through a deep fryer (laughs) that's true that is true i mean people deep fry like there are carnivals in 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 like um oklahoma and shit in texas that serve deep fried uh butter and deep fried oreos all deep fried oreos yeah deep fried pickles obviously that's a commonplace that's not even weird oh yeah fried pickles are delicious you know i found out recently that in movie theaters in Texas, they um, that they serve popcorn and like like they serve your stuff with a pickle. Like oh, it's nice. common to to serve in okay. uh, order pickles at movie theaters in Texas, and it was confirmed by people saying, "Yep." So it's not really you know this is one step above meme news. Uh, for all I know, <laughs> it could be a bunch of Russian bots putting that out there. Right, but uh, <laughs> but apparently uh, pickles are commonplace. And uh, anyway, roasted peanut chestnuts. They say Portugal, but those are all over. I, I'd say those are good. I, can, I, I, could, I could do without them. Okay, fair enough. So, um, like, I don't hate them, but I'm not, like, not going to go out of my way to order them. But, right. like, if someone else ordered them and they want to offer me one, I'll take one, sure. But it's like, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Smoked reindeer. Oh, wow.
0: That's got to be, like, Norway or somewhere, right? You're close. Finland, Norway. Close.
1: Sweden. There you go. Um, and it's literally um smoked reindeer and it's they, l- looks like they serve it here on a fancy trisket with um a little tiny piece of lettuce on top. Um and it's uh, you know just smoked, you know, how, you know it's smoked how smoked meat is prepared. Right. And it, it's just a little slivers, little you know slices of reindeer and then they put it as I said on that little fancy trisket. That might be good. I'd give it a taste but um I'm not a huge fan of like smoked meats like that. That's not my favorite way of consuming meats. Okay, that's fair. Christmas fruit bread. That's Germany, isn't it? Weihnachtsstollen. Well, they say Austria here, but it probably could be Germany as well. Okay. Is that essentially just bread with uh, p- or waln or wal- nuts isn't it, and Isn't it, isn't it like, fru- like fruit cake? Yeah, maybe. It looks more bready than fruitcake, though. By the way, fruit cake is garbage. People oh, need fruitcake's to gross. And whoever gives fruit cake and like at this point is just an asshole. <laughs> um. Yeah, I could I could do without the fruit bread. Yeah, me too. Like I I like a I like a nice bread that has like maybe that has like uh like a loaf of bread that has cranberries and nuts in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I don't once once it starts going into the fruit cakey kind of more cake territory, I'm out. But I, I like right. it at, like if it's like a nice hearty bread. Mm-hmm. My parents, from time to time, like the, at the Whole Foods, they like this, like this bread that's like, n- like walnuts and cranberries, but it's like a normal loaf of bread. It's not like a cakey kind of thing. Right. Right. Feuerzangenboller, uh, bo- bo- Wait, so it's German, and it's b o w l e. But are they saying? Bowl. Huh.
0: Maybe, b it. I don't because know. that
1: wouldn't make any sense if it's bovle, which is. Bovla? And they wouldn't say bol. They wouldn't spell bowl like that. Is this they- from Germany? Yeah, it this it's from Germany. I've never heard of it either. Me either. Feuerzangenbola. I've never heard of but it, but I'm gonna assume it's bola because Bovla would not be a a word. Like I can't imagine that being a word. Look it up. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll, I'll just tell you what they say here though. Directly translating to fire tongs punch, the flashy German uh the flashy German holiday drink is prepared by lighting a sugar loaf on fire what's a sugar loaf maybe a sugar cube is what they mean by sugar yeah, loaf yeah yeah uh-huh on fire above a warming pot of uh yeah it's m-
0: bola. Among a uh f-
1: um, among a, a pot of g- mold wine the caramelized sugar layer then melts and drips into the pot below uh personalized portions of the bola are made in uh, contraptions that resemble fondue pots. The Christmas market's crowds call the, uh, for, metal ba- for large metal basins. Don't be surprised if the big dancing flames draw uh, in a curious crowd. I'm going to give that a strong... That sounds awesome to watch, and I like uh-huh. the, the fact that they're adding sugar to my wine. <laughs> right. Yeah, that would be cool. I'll have to look around
0: for that, see if I can find it anywhere. Prague ham. I've never tried it. Uh, I also try to avoid it because I've heard that they kind of will, most places, unless you go further out in Prague, if you're in any of the touristy places, it's
1: really, really expensive. Okay. Um, because, it, I mean, it's just a big piece of ham that's right. that's roasted on a rotisserie style it looks like. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, just looking at it, it look. I, I said a couple of week, episodes ago, I'm not a ham guy, but that looks delicious. Right. It does look good. I've walked by and it definitely looks good. Uh, minced pies are you familiar with minced pies the british uh, dessert i've never had them no they are delicious i'm gonna give that really (laughs) okay what what exactly are they you would like it too so i'm gonna give that for you too so what it is is a small little personal pie and in it it's um wait hold on so there are two different kinds the dessert, uh, let me just read what they say. The dessert can be confusing concept for travelers who don't know that Brits refer to ground beef as mince. With early vi- uh, versions of the Christmas tree did in fact contain, okay, we'll see, wait, contain sweetened ground, hold on, hold on, okay, okay, okay. This is, sorry, I- I'm like uh, questioning their writing and not just, they're, what they're saying makes sense. The dessert can be confusing concept for travelers who don't know that Brits refer to ground beef as mince. Well, early versions of the Christmas tree did in fact contain sweetened and spiced ground meat, usually mutton. That sounds disgusting. Uh, today's versions always subs, um, sub in autumn fruits like figs, apples, uh, raisins, and dried cherries. Still, uh, vegetarians be warned, the fruity minced meat often contains sweat, a hard animal fat. So it's essentially probably just lard, I assume they're saying. Right, I would think so, So yeah. it's essentially just like a little personalized like fruity pies. And just the mix the mix of 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 like nutmeg and cinnamon and all that stuff they're very delicious, but yeah, mm-hmm. mince also doesn't uh, like m- m- mean mutton and different and like but it's that's there's no meat in there means besides ground for- right minced yeah well that's well yeah that's not that's an Eng- i think that's an American thing Minced meat means ground beef, right but yeah um I, I like those very much um have you heard of something called aqua, aqua- aquavit? Mm -mm. it's from norway and there's nothing like a nice shot of aquavit to help warm you up uh, while wandering through norway's christmas market at its core this high proof spirit is similar to gin and is made by distilling alcohol with such herbs as caraway or dill orange peel fennel and uh and anise and popular flavoring additions well all Sc- Scandinavian countries have their own version of aquavit. Uh Norwegian aquavit stands out as it undergoes oak barrel aging and is commonly made from potatoes instead of grain. Okay. I could I would happily do a I would happily do a um a uh, you know Christmas market for Gluen with some aquavit. Oh for sure. I'd be down sounds for that. Sounds good. That sounds
0: good. Yeah. Definitely.
1: And then the last one is churros with chocolate in Spain. And who's going to say no to that? Right. That would oh, be delicious. Only I love code. churros as they are. So, yeah. That would yeah, be and, great. Just, and there's like a hot chocolate dipping sauce. Uh, yeah. Which is who's going to say no to that? Right. sure. Um, I don't sure. even need to read that.
0: <laughs> so, what um, do you have like a favorite thing that you've eaten at Christmas markets? Yes. Spitzel, for sure. I might have to also be lame oh. and, and copy you. Really? Yeah, I was not expecting that. Well, I mean, well, you know how much I love voice, but I don't really consider that like a Christmas market type of food,
1: right? And I, I, I just love the way that they cook it too, because mm. it's made in this giant, uh, like this giant skillety, like uh, this giant yeah, wide mouth huge. skillet, yeah. yeah. And it's always, and just the way that it's that the skillet is set up, like it's all, it's, it's. There's never like it's never coming off. Not it's always hot. Somehow right. they managed to make it so it's always hot. What are right. some other – like, if we were in, say, in Vienna, at, in, uh, in between the Natural History Museum and whatever museum is on the other side – I can't remember what it is. What the, would be the some art, – The art museum. What would be some popular food choices other than the Spätzle? I can't even think because I always just, like – Beeliner liner to the spätzle. And people R- are like, let's right. share. I'll be like, I'll, I'll, let, how about you get your own? Because I'm gonna wolf this down, <laughs> right. like I haven't, like I've just got out of prison. I mean, obviously the roasted almonds.
0: Mm. You'll see those. Oh my god, I love those too. <laughs> yeah, the roasted <laughs> almonds. You'll see those. Um, I'm trying to think what else. A lot of it was spätzle. Uh, I was at, I was at one, one of them. They sold, um, and I believe this is also Hungarian. It's called langos. Have you ever heard of this before? No. It's like a deep fried piece of dough with they put cheese on it or like sometimes they'll put like meat on it as well, like ham or something. Um, and that's really good. I saw that in Vienna one time at Christmas market.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, a couple I different like types of pa- sausage. I feel like I could pass on that.
0: Right. Definitely a couple different types of sausage. I got some really good case oh. oh
1: my God, dude. What? What? Uh, I can. I'm so glad I thought of this. A close second to the Spätzle, I'm not a huge Uh fan of the crana, by the way. A close second to the Spätzle for me are the um, uh, uh, the the uh potato pancakes. What do you call those? The Kartoffel. Oh, um, Kartoffelpuffer.
0: Kartoffelpuffer. Yeah. Those are amazing, and those those usually come
1: with a little side of applesauce, right? Applesauce and and sour cream. And those are good as well. But the Spätzle has more flavor to it because it's not just a potato. But, the, but you also right. can't go wrong with just essentially a giant French fry. You know, Right. That's true. And that so those true. are always good too. And those are commonplace like, at,
0: at a lot of Christmas markets, I would believe. Yeah, I would think so. The other, the other uh, thing that I tried at one of the Christmas markets in Vienna, I only saw it at one of them. It, it's called um, Gr- uh, Gröstl. Have you ever heard of it before? No. So what Gröstl is, is it's like, a, it's also in a huge pan like Spätzle is, this big, big ass black pan, right? And they, they dice up um, potatoes, put some type of herb, I think maybe olive oil or some type of like oil, um, <coughs> excuse me, and then
1: also bacon and, and a fried egg. And
0: it's really good.
1: Okay, I, I can get down with that. I, I like all those ingredients by themselves. <laughs> right. What you about – yeah, go ahead. One that was kind of off the beaten path a little bit, I remember from Vienna. I don't know if you, were, do you remember this. It was in front of the Rathaus, um, was it? There was a Christmas market there as well. And they had a, a build-your-own uh, baked potato station.
0: Oh, yeah, I do remember that. That
1: place was amazing, and you could go over the top so easily. Right. You could so easily just like I I would and I don't know if that's a normal um, Christmas market thing, but it was amazing. And I do was, think happy so. it to was build, a good business plan. build a ba- baked potato. It was great. Right. That, that was one of my favorites. But uh, that's obviously not a traditional Christmas market thing. Right, I'll have to do some serious uh, serious looking when I'm there, dude. I'm so jealous. We'll have. I'm to, almost. Uh, I'm almost like anxious to get the uh, the donos or like if they have spätzle which they might even have spätzle here. They might. Yeah, and it might be good. I mean, they you do know. have like the Dutch influence, so, you know, there's at least something. Well, you, you
0: do realize that's actually German influence and not Dutch, right? Even what? though they call it Pennsylvania Dutch, it's actually the the descendants are from Germany, not okay. from the Netherlands. I don't I know yeah. that. I don't, I know it's that. because Dutch and Deutsch.
1: Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's yeah, confusing. Yeah. So that's why. It is. It definitely is. <laughs> I did not know that, so that's why they say yeah. things like "goot." <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay. So, all
0: right. What about this? Are you a bigger um, glue wine or mold mold wine guy or a punch guy? Glue wine, I would say. Okay. A little less sweet. Yeah, definitely. Um, it just tastes like Christmas to
1: me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I was gonna just. Say, it's a little bit more. It seems a little bit like um it' it seems uh yeah, I agree with you, yeah yeah, that's the best way to put it, yeah, it, like the the punch seems more uh generic, right, oh yeah, I would agree i and always and, really... and, and, and there's always some sort of and, and the punch always comes out of at least when you're in Germany, it always comes out of a smaller bucket too right it's always like, oh, you're going to get that one, okay, well, we have the glue vines in this giant thing because that's what everyone wants, right. and then we have a smaller punch one for someone right. like you.
0: I had really good. This was interesting. So it, they also sell gluvine here in the Czech Republic, and they call it um, swaschak, and Svazak is the sa- is the same thing. But they had white wine put uh, white wine gluvine. Uh, it was how, good. We're okay, it was good. I didn't think it was going to be good, but I saw it on the menu, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to try it. That's both of you. It didn't taste like punch. It it was still fruity. But it still had, like, that slightly spiced wine taste to it that that Gruvine has.
1: I feel like you need more of, like, the fruitiness of, like, the more hearty fruitiness of a red grape to really make the the wine, the heated wine work well. Right. But what do I know? I've never made it. I just buy it. Right. And you can buy it now at Aldi
0: um, in the States because I have a couple. You've bought it before. I remember you bought it when we were in Austria. Yep, I, I, well, yeah, you can buy it in Austria and Germany. You can buy it here. I've seen
1: it here as well. Yeah. Do you have any uh, gift ideas for people you're gonna buy at Christmas markets and like for maybe people in America? I, ironically, I am going to be going
0: to Christmas markets. I think to get most of my Christmas gifts. Do you have any ideas? Um, no one listens. Couple, to couple, couple, couple little knickknacks probably for my mom. Um, for my dad, I'm actually gonna try to find uh, like a my dad. You know my dad. He likes to wear um, sweatshirts. So I'm gonna to try to find him a sweatshirt of something <laughs> cool in Prague. Everybody knows that about Chad's
1: dad. He loves That's sweatshirts. Right.
0: He does. He <laughs> loves sweatshirts. So I'm gonna get him a sweatshirt, and then uh, I'm not sure what else I'm going to grab, but I'll have to see. Okay. I'll have yeah. to see. I'm like, really going. I'm really going to the Christmas markets for that uh, Slovakia. The right. the and the food. Yeah. The the wine and the food. You know it. I'm with you on that one too. And it's pretty cheap usually. You know, the food's not too bad of a price. The the wine that I got in Prague was uh
1: like I think 2 2 dollars about. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad yeah. at all. So. That's I mean that's more than not bad. That's great. 2 dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Most definitely.
0: Well, Jared, do you have anything uh to add
1: for our Christmas market segment? Um No, you know, I I say um that I'm not at like, you know, I could take or leave Christmas almost. I, but it is nice. It, it is always nice to have the Christmas markets to at least just walk through and to give you that, like, kind of – that's 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 the form of Christmas spirit I need, just, like, in, like, an hour or two bursts where it's like, all right, I'm good. And right. uh, and it's nice to, like, walk by and see that Christmas tree, which you'll see on Instagram, the picture of the Christmas tree. I got a great shot of uh, the oh, Christmas nice. tree. Very nice. And um, – uh, you know, it's it's I I it's I like it, but um, you know I I feel like I, I I also I also just need to try. Sometimes I need to try not to be too negative during the Christmas season. That's fair. There, I mean, sadly there is a lot to be negative about, but there's
0: always a silver lining, and you get to ideally spend some more time with your family. Yeah, d- um, yeah, what, so. yeah
1: depending on who wins this fight, me or Kayak, uh, price alerts. <laughs> right. Like, sorry, mommy, I'm not going to come home. Turns out flights are now $1,000. I waited too right. long. Right. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Well, I hope you can get that flight at that
0: good price so you can spend time with your family for Christmas, Jared. <laughs> I you think know, it'll be fine. Thank you. Another, another thing about Christmas that we've talked about a little bit is Christmas music. And, uh, you know, I had to pick a Christmas song for the song of the pod. Yeah. I, d- And I initially wanted to do um, Silent Night in German because that's how it was originally written. But then I realized, you know what, I'm especially biased towards German because um, I love the language and I, you know, studied it in college and in graduate school. But I decided, you know what, there's a lot of listeners out there that aren't fans of German. So maybe we need to change it up. And I found if you go just on YouTube and look up Silent Night Foreign Languages... I found some videos that were over 30 minutes long, and sung in like 20 different Jesus languages. Christ. And I was like, I was like, you know, that's cool, but I want something no, that's not. a little shorter, <laughs> a little sweeter. <laughs> I found this amazing video by um, this uh, Finnish girl um, named Elon or Ailan, Ilon, I L O N, and she and she sings it in Spanish, English, uh, Finnish, and Swedish. And
1: what what were your thoughts, Jared? Uh, I mean, she's a good singer. She has a nice voice. Um, you know, I, I noticed that she uh, uses a Blue Yeti microphone. I think that's what every amateur podcast wishes their Blue Yeti microphone quality actually sounded like rather than them talking into a tin can, which it usually sounds like. Right. Um, I mean, yeah. that's the thing with Christmas music, though. Honestly, I didn't even listen to the whole song. I, like, I listened to like a good bit of it. I was like, I get it. I like <laughs> all this Christmas music is the same to me. I want some new Christmas music. Where do where does one find new Christmas music? You gotta write it yourself, my man. Email, tweet, the untranslatable podcast, untranslatable one, untranslatable podcast at gmail.com. Tell us where Christmas music for the twenty first century is. I'm just so sick of the same Christmas music redone. I already don't really like, I'm already not a huge fan of covers as it is. We're covering music that I, my parents have been hearing since they were born, that my grandparents were like, oh yeah, everyone knows this this old ditty. Who doesn't like love you're this waiting, one? Sounds like you're waiting for some dubstep Christmas <laughs> music or something. I, I, it doesn't have to be dubstep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just wait for the beat to drop. And by the way, dubstep was popular for like a, a year and a half and... Uh, do people still listen to Dubstep? I don't hear Pro- anything probably, about dubstep anymore. Probably. I bet you they do. I mean it's probably just more underground now, but you don't really hear much about dubstep these days. At least right. I don't. Yeah, I'm me may, but either. I'm I don't I don't travel in those circles. I was <laughs> just gonna say
0: neither of us are in, in that type of circle, that's for no,
1: sure. No. But yeah.
0: But anyways, if you what do, do you enjoy Christmas you chose music, I, I think it's fantastic.
1: I are really you like are it. you gonna add it to um to oh, I mean, yeah. I was gonna say your playlist, but I'm gonna add it to the uh our playlist so it'll be there
0: <laughs> yeah i i don't know i think it's great i think it's cool that it's in different languages which is one of the main reasons why i picked it she has an amazing voice um to me yeah. i think sometimes with christmas music it comes off too clean and like heavily produced and like almost
1: like mass manufactured or mass produced and well, to me she still had blue a blue lot yeti. of that's, excuse me i just i just croaked that's the benefit of the blue yeti Definitely won't sound too overproduced.
0: Well, I don't know mean, why I'm I, shitting
1: on this microphone. So much. I, I, don't, I don't know why either, but I think her voice sounds great. I just hate I podcasts she... that 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 use Blue Yetis because it like don't they listen to it and hear that it sounds like it, that? I don't know. I'm so I, I didn't I didn't realize it, it. I didn't even realize. No, hers, that, No, no yeah. it sounds good. Hers sounds good. That's what I'm saying. I think that's what. It's just my annoyance with podcasts. This podcasting, but no, hers. Hers does sound good. I agree with you. Her her audio did sound good. Yeah,
0: very nice voice, very expressive. So check that out uh, and you can hear Silent Night in a couple different languages, which I think is awesome. Yeah. To to support the polygraph. Do you ever
1: play Christmas music uh, at like a uh, family get-togethers just in the background for your family?
0: Um I have before in the past. I don't anymore. I jokingly I jokingly will tell um friends or family whenever they ask me to play, I say, "Alright, well how much are you going to pay me?" and they always chuckle and I'm always like I studied music, technically I could charge you for this. Right. Um, kind of just as a stupid joke, but yeah, it depends. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping to... Uh, stupid joke, but then I don't play. <laughs> right, so, so I guess it's not a joke, but yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping to do some Christmas carols and Christmas songs with my um, I teach an English for Kids class. By caroling, might... do
1: you mean showing up at
0: people's doorsteps? No, 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 just us singing some Christmas carols oh, okay. in the class. Okay. Um, because the school is empty by the time the kids come in. So they we wouldn't have anybody to sing to. Right, um, right, right. But yeah. Well, the beauty of Christmas is there's also a lot of good Christmas jokes. I don't have any originals for you all today, but I found some pretty funny, um, ones on a couple different websites. So, so Jared, we talked about gingerbread being a, a food staple of some Christmas markets. And, uh, can you tell me, um... What does a
1: gingerbread man use to make his bed? Used to make his bed. I, I just keep, I just, all I can think of is the Shrek gingerbread man.
2: Not the gumdrop button.
1: <laughs> That's all I can think of. The so I don't man. Know. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> uh, no. I don't guesses. know. What is it? No, no, no.
0: So where does a or what does a gingerbread use to make his bed? He uses cookie sheets. Oh, all right. right, all right, right. I like that one. Well, yeah, yeah. What do what do snowmen? This is more of a winter one than a Christmas one. But what do snowmen eat for breakfast? Snow, frosted flakes. Okay,
1: <laughs> you need to get a sound drop that's like the oh my God. yeah. I should. I could do that. That yeah, would I be need, good. I, I'll, hopefully, I remember. But uh, yeah, I could do that. What uh? What do you get when you cross
0: a snowman with a vampire? A snowman with a vampire. I don't know. I don't know. Frostbite.
1: Ah, ah, ah. I almost feel, I, I don't even, I, like, I feel like I need to say something and not just say, like, all right, next one with silence. But I have, I, I have little to offer. Keep, that's, right, keep that's, going. That's
0: okay. I got, I got a couple more. <laughs> I got a couple more. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, Why can't a Christmas tree stand up? This is more of a pun than a... Or no, it's not really a pun. This is a joke, an, I guess. Because it's an atheist. No, because it doesn't have legs.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Right. Well, <laughs> well, what how do is you... Why a pun? It's not a pun. Oh, okay. It's not a pun. I realized it wasn't a pun after I read the punchline. Anyways, what do you call an obnoxious reindeer?
1: Rudolphin' around. I'm just... Rudolph. Rudolph. Yeah? Rudolph. Like they're being rude. You got oh, it. Oh, that's yeah, not even what I was thinking. It. I was just—I <laughs> was. Mine wasn't even that clever. <laughs>
0: what is Santa's favorite snack?
1: Um, Mrs. Claus. Ooh, I, I like that one. I like that one, <laughs> but no, us, that's for our adults. That's that, that one, that's for the grown that, and sexy uh, that's, part, that's part of our
0: uh, audience. That's true. Um uh, no, uh crisp Pringles. What? Cause it's like Kris Kringle,
1: crisp Pringles. Oh my god. Okay. That was Can actually that? pretty good. That was actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And my last
0: one is what do you call people who are afraid of Santa Claus?
1: Bad. Claustrophobic. Naughty. Oh. <laughs> All right, that's, that's a Jaius. That's not good, but I can't help but laugh at that. Right, that is a pretty solid one. But wow, yeah. you really had rapid fire on those jokes. I did, I did. A uh,
0: lot of good Christmas jokes out there. Well, Jared, uh, now it's time to give our listeners out there a check word of the pod. Um, and I have um, a couple of them, and they are very important for this time of the year. The first one is, Stasne a Vesele, which means... It's a, just a traditional Christmas greeting. Um, and what, that, uh, what does that mean, Tra- traditional Christmas it, greeting? It means like oh, happy... Hello, no, Christmas! It means like happy... Oh, like Merry Christmas? happy and merry. But what, what a lot of people will also say is Vesele um, vanoze, which is more or less a direct translation of Merry Christmas. Vanoze okay. is uh, Christmas, I believe. All right. Vesele um, would be merry. But a lot of people just say... Um,
1: Stasnia a Vesale. Okay. Stasnia a Vesale. Yep. Yep. That's so now all, all of our have listeners you, ha, out have there you can... been. Are you going to like throw that around or at work to people?
0: When, when it gets closer to Christmas, absolutely. You oh, better nice. believe it. You better believe it. Well, Jared, it's come time to end our episode with a quote. And I thought this was a really great quote. A little cheesy and a little corny. As as you know, I always love and enjoy. But here it is. It's from a, a guy named Bob Hope, who was a comedian, uh, writer, did a lot of different things. And uh, he his quote is, my idea of Christmas, whether old-fashioned or modern, is very simple. Loving others. Yeah. <laughs> Jared, let's alongside. No, no. <laughs> I agree,
1: yeah. I mean, uh, too Too bad. Christmas has lost that meaning long ago. True. Well, hopefully in the the future we can change it. Yeah, you're right. It
0: is all about the gifts. But as you said, as you get older, I think that changes a lot. Yeah, but you still have to bring the gifts regardless. I wonder if anybody does a giftless Christmas. Oh, I'm sure. That might be a little sad, though, too. I don't know. I I don't think. Why? Why? Like, if you have little kids. Did you not just listen to what Bob Hope just said? That's true.
1: All you need is the love. I'm thinking though, if
0: you have little kids,
1: if it was Fuck all those, adults, hey, if those kids are gonna complain <laughs> that much, they they don't deserve any gifts. They don't understand what they need to learn what it's about. <laughs> That's fair. As a, uh, That's fair. I I know. Yeah, I I think uh, those snotty kids. The more they complain, the more uh, you're justified not to give them any gifts. Right. That's true. This is how they learn. That's true. In the Merry words Christmas, of the Beatles,
0: Timmy. right? In in the words of the Beatles, I guess all you really need is love, right? Yeah. For Christmas, you can wash these dishes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or you you go uh, go pick me up some more spetzla from the uh, Christmas market. Go shovel the go shovel the driveway. Merry Christmas. Go hang up the Christmas lights. Well, those are probably already
1: hung up. I guess. That uh, no, 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 yeah, no. Take them down on Christmas Day, and You're then put them back just Taking down the Christmas lights on Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah, i oh, putting that, them back up.
0: That would be brutal. but yeah to all of our listeners out there we hope you all are having a very happy and healthy holiday season Mm -hmm. um we hope you can also spread the love to others uh during this christmas or holiday time we really appreciate your support uh please follow us on instagram at untranslatable podcast check out our songs of the pod and jared's witty tweets um at our uh, twitter account untranslatable one and if you have anything you would like to add about holiday season christmas markets Untranslatables, we would love to hear you. Feel free to shoot us an email at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. We thank you so much. Until next time, and Yakuyama.